sent that rebound to center. Nick Suzuki with a breakaway. Poke check. Rebound. Score. Media. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 131 Podcast. I am your co-host, Eric Libby, and I'm joined with my brother, my best friend, Aaron Acorn. What's up, buddy? Not too much, man. Just missing hockey. Um, you know, this is a dark time for me, uh, but hopefully we'll see <laughs> hockey sooner rather than later. Yeah, man, it's a dark time for everybody. Yeah, so pretty much we've been wanting to do this for a while. You know, all the endless car debates you know, playing NHL, playing hockey, like, I'm just excited to get this going, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, I'm I'm very excited about this, you know, we both have a lot of knowledge about hockey, and I feel like I've never really used it, except fucking uh, just treading, or not treading, but making fun of people on social media that are illiterate when it comes to hockey, or people's fucking hot takes, um, especially you fucking Pasternak fans, but... And I'm excited. Yeah. Let's let's get her going, dude. Yeah, man. All right. So in this episode, we're going to be covering the Atlantic Division. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, a lot of good teams, but then there's also teams on the back end talking about Ottawa and Detroit, you know, high picks in the draft could potentially, you know what I'm saying, change their franchise. Yeah. And we also got to talk about the expansion, man, uh, especially with players like I'm not going to say yet, but. Yeah, that's another thing we got to talk about is going forward and bad contracts. Yeah, man. All right, so let's just start it from the top. Talk about the Bruins. Uh, main question, are they the top team in the NHL? That's a great question. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I just don't think at the end of the day. Um, I still think the Blues are the best team in the league, especially if they get Vladimir Tarasenko back. However, with that, I think the Bruins are the second best team in the NHL. They're right there. I don't know if they can get by Washington if they match up with them, but they have a great roster. But at the same time, that core group, they're probably – this is their – I'd say their last kick at the can because you, your contracts are coming up. And players like, you know, Jake DeBrusque, uh, he's in question of maybe going to uh, Seattle in the expansion. You have Rass coming up at the end of his contract next year. You have Krejci coming up next year at the end of his contract. He's making $7.2 million. I just – I don't know, Bergeron's another year older, uh, Chara, but they, they have a great core, like very well-built, a lot of depth. But, yeah, I don't think they're the best team in the league. All right. I just got a question for you. It's Game 7, Stanley Cup Final. Does Boston win Game 7? With, the, with these guys, do they win Game 7? Who are they playing? Let's just say it's another. Let's say it's a rematch: Blues versus Bruins, Game Seven, Stanley Cup Final. With this core group, uh, I I feel like I can't say yes and I can't say no because it, you know it it look look back at last Game Seven, the Bruins came out like a bat out of hell that first period. If it wasn't for Jordan Bennington, dude, they could have ran away with that game. But you know they got that quick goal, um, or the O'Reilly tip, and then they sat on them like a fat kid. Uh, so that that is a great question. I don't I don't think I could say yes, but I couldn't say no. Yeah, man, I agree with that. Like it's it is tough. Like this Bruins team has a ton of playoff experience. That is very true. Uh, one and thing I, I I don't think Bruins fans appreciate enough is how good Brandon Carlo is because 
you've definitely seen him. He's outplaying his contract right now. And I think in my opinion, he's better than Charlie McAvoy, the way he's playing. He has been injured the last two playoffs. So that's another sore subject. Speaking of defense, man, what, what about Tory Krug? <laughs> I know, I know uh, you and I have talked about this offline and like, yeah, this, this situation's messed up. Uh, what do you think they're going to do with them? If they can get him at seven, seven, five is the highest I'm going, but what's going to happen is man, you have him and Tyson Berry coming up on contracts, like the end of their contracts this summer, right? Yep. Who's going to set the market first. You know what I mean? They're, I don't think Tyson Berry is not resigning in Toronto. So that's someone's going to pay him good money. A hundred percent. But if I'm the Bruins, if you're thinking more long-term, I could see him taking a hometown discount, but I don't know because you think about it, right? They're, if they don't win this year, right? Yep. You think they have a shot in the next three, five years? I don't think so. I think their core is getting too old and teams are coming up, especially Toronto. Uh, Toronto I still don't think it's going to make it. They'll be a first round bust, but yeah, that's a tough question. Uh, but yeah, Krug seven, five is my, I, that's the most I'd pay him. And we all know from prior years that when you go to free agency, you get overpaid. It's a hundred percent. Look at look at all the past contracts. The the Bacchuses, the, the, the Andrew five, Ladd, Louis yeah. Erickson. Like horrific contracts. I don't know. And just something interesting to keep aware of is Tuka Rask, 33, Yaroslav Alok, who just signed a two-year extension. Great contract. 30, 34 dude i'm gonna be honest i hate that contract you don't like the contract no dude uh, they have jeremy they just signed swayman man i just think like man you could see i'm telling you say rasco's cold right when hockey does come back or maybe even next season dude halak could step in and be the guy he's a 1b yeah he could have got more he could have if he say like that he didn't resign and he went into free agency I would say he might get like Robin Leonard money. Yeah. It's, it's tough. I'm just, yeah. I'm just looking on cap friendly and I just noticed that the Bruins are still retaining salary for Bacchus and guess who Matt Bolesky. Remember that guy? That's a great trade. Yeah. Um, and he was very good. I will say when he was with Anaheim, I mean, he was playing with Getzloff and Perry. So uh, yeah, dude, tough, tough contract. Um, I just at the end of the day, man, that's seven two five with Krejci is just <laughs> yeah, man. But, just uh, quickly left on the Bruins. Uh, just gonna look down some uh, their roster, uh, some prospects. You have Jack Studnicka. You have Zach Nine coming up too. Yep. You have Zach Sineshin if he ever pans out. Lost. Uh. Jacob Zaboral, if he ever pans out. Bust. But their their prospect pool isn't too good, in my opinion. Uh, one thing I do want to talk to you about, uh, I forgot to mention, uh, dude, Kevin Miller, right, on long-time injured reserve, his contract's up in 2021. Or he's, he's, his contract's up at the end of the season. Um, I'd, I'd let him go. Yeah, man. I don't he's even remember what his injury is. He's got he had knee injuries and it's he basically re-injured it during a recovery process. 
So he, I mean, he's a tough guy. Uh, I like a bottom, uh, like bottom six defenseman. Um, but yeah, I, I still think there's, there's better options there. Like I'd take Connor Clifton over him. Um, I mean, the other, the, the other person that I don't think should be on the Bruins anymore and I should look to trade is John Moore. Yeah, I could get behind that. Yeah, but dude, Carl at 285, great contract for someone who's 23. I mean, hopefully McAvoy has a couple, you know, he could break out. He hasn't broken out. Yeah, he's only 22 still. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Lightning, man. Yeah, dude, the Lightning coming off one of the most epic playoff collapses in NHL history. Um, but this year, they're looking like the same team that they were last year um yep dude that but team dude, is freaking loaded yo 100 percent. and um i think they were they peaked way too early last year you know they had 60 wins it dude everything couldn't go wrong for them they, they didn't have any injury issues and john um his name? their coach said it best uh john cooper he said at the end of the year, they never really faced adversity during the season, and then they hit were hit with it, and it, they didn't. They didn't. They just laid down. It was it was really sad seeing it, just because that first game, man, against Columbus, they they came out hot. Uh, I remember Alex Clore had that quick goal. They scored again, and then they just were done after that. Yep. All right, I'm gonna list four players. Who is the most dangerous? Kucherov, Stamkos, Victor Hedman. Or Braden Point? Uh, Victor Hedman. Care to elaborate? <laughs> yep. Uh, Victor Hedman affects the entire game. He he plays, you know, almost 30 minutes a night. He's a penalty killer. He plays the P- PK. He runs that power play from the umbrella. The guy, it looks effortless when he plays, man. I know Kucherov had a, a monster season last year, and Point, Point's a stud for only being 24 years old, and doing what he's doing but that back end runs with headman and when he's out of the lineup you can see it so let's just go back to that krug discussion victor headman he is making 7.875 million dollars for the next five years six years sorry hell no is krug getting seven and a half yeah and one thing we do have to talk about with their contracts they're they're uh, tax free or there's no state tax in florida so that's another thing where their actual money is a lot higher like seven eight for victor hedman is like equivalent to what like matthews makes at 11 and um and fucking toronto that's true i didn't even remember that i forgot about that so i remember i was looking at an article back in the day um talking about uh when mitch martin finally got his deal he only takes home like a million more than Braden Point, and their contracts are like he's basically double what Braden Point makes. The good thing about the Lightning is that majority of their guys are signed. Like yes, for a couple there's no, of years. There's no, there's no big boys coming up. Like Kevin Shattenkirk is on, a, and he's having a great season, a really good comeback season at one seven. Dude, he's playing like a four million dollar defenseman minimum. Um, you have Zach Bogosian, but he came because his contract got terminated by Buffalo. I mean, they don't need him. Um, uh, the only thing I will say, what are you? What is Sergachev going to get at the end of 2020-21? He's a stud. In my opinion, give him a bridge deal. 
yeah, that's a good idea. Um, Give him like a, a bridge deal like for a, like like a two years at like four or five million. I would give it like yeah, like four, four and a half, just to not like insult him, but yeah. give him a bridge deal because like the other thing, the other thing so you gotta look good. at too. He's so good, and he's he was. I think he's the best defenseman in that draft. Um, I did. I think they fleeced Montreal trading Druin. Druin has not lived up to that like that pick, and I think too, playing Halifax, did he had McKinnon with them? That that they won the Memorial Cup. McKinnon put the team on his back and that I think helped his draft stock. He's a talented player, but it just seems like he's too soft. Yeah, um, dude. But the other thing too, we got to look at here, look at the ages of their just players. They are not, especially on, on the forwards. They don't have any old forwards. Their oldest forwards, 30 and Stamkos and uh, Alex Kalorn. I didn't realize is 30. Patrick Maroon is 32. Patrick Maroon won't be back after this season. He's also got a ring, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we were talking about off-air, too, man. Anthony Sorelli, good player, making good money. I wonder what he's going to get this offseason. Um, he's an RFA. Yeah, I'm going to say he makes probably like three and a half. Mm-hmm. For right now, for right now. Yeah, I, I think it would be better than that. Alex Klorn's having a great season. Um, so. I love Alex Klorn, man. Good play. It's dude. It's so funny. Like going back. Like th- this always takes me back with uh, Tampa. Like remember when it was it was Andre Palat was the stud coming up. Then it was Tyler Johnson, and then it was Kucherov. Yeah. Like we don't. I think Andre Palat's been like thrown off the wayside. No one talks about him anymore. Like he was a very good defensive forward. He's getting paid pretty good money. Five three. Yeah, dude. It just goes to show when Steve Eiserman is in charge of your your franchise yeah, like look at did. what he's done dude like yeah. that's why that's why like when he's in detroit dude they're gonna um one, it's gonna start with thing, lafreniere dude i think the best thing he ever did for that franchise and he's not on the team anymore dude they traded cory conacher for ben bishop oh yeah <laughs> that that is like an ultimate fleece job yeah, Corey Conacher is a fucking AHL hero, making a point per game player playing for Syracuse. I'm not gonna lie, Ottawa has been on the bad end of deals for the last decade, dude. Oh yeah, let's just oh, yeah, I, just to name a few, Mika Zibanejad. Ooh, that trade looks real bad right now. Jason Spezza, Eric Carlson, like, yeah, Mike, uh, Mike Hoffman, Mark Stone, all you know, all that drama that Mike, happened. Mike Fisher. Yeah, like, yeah, that it, it's, it is astonishing to be in the Stanley Cup final to the seller in that span of time and just all the turmoil internally with the organization. Yeah, dude, we don't need to get, I don't think we need to get into that much more, but uh, I think, uh, I think we stroked off the lightning enough. I think, the, dude, great team, rosters built very well. Not, there's really not an age issue here, there's really no contract issues. I think too, the expected cap was obviously now it's it's going to stay at what it was, but they were talking almost eighty eight million. Man, do you think like think about how much that would have helped teams in relief? Yeah, dude. What is it at right now? Like eighty two and a half, eighty one and a half. Yeah, like you open up six more six more million dollars, and that's a, that's another stud player, and that's that's, that's a two second or three, line center. A, yeah, and that or you know three depth guys that can really 
be big pieces on your playoff run. Yeah, dude. All right. We're going to move on to the Toronto Maple Leafs now. <laughs> it's here we go. It's a spice it's a spicy subject like it's the Maple Leafs, man. Like I, can can they get past the first round this year? Hell no. They, like I will say Brian Burke said it best. Their top 6 are tremendous. The bottoms the the rest of the construction of their lineup is horrible. You don't have so obviously let's let's say who like Austin Matthews stud that he should be their captain Marner I don't think should be getting paid the money he's getting paid he had a big year uh, he's not a eleven million dollar player but man Nylander really fleeced them that was just that that was so bad what he did like yeah, really dude. you waited out that long and then you you sucked because you you had no game you were not in game shape. The mental reps weren't there. It just that it from there on, it just it, I think that kind of really hurt the Leafs. The average age of the Leafs is 25.8. So they are a really, really young squad. Exactly. That's the forwards. And it's the good. It, I mean, it's a good thing that these guys are signed for super long because. Yeah. You, you're not going to just buy out a 28 year old Mitch Marner. Yeah, the other thing, dude, the Tavares contract, I don't know if that's – that does not look like – I don't think that's going to – after – I'm saying 21, 22, he ain't going to be an $11 million player. Yeah, dude, I, I don't see it. Um, I will say um, that kid, um, Makayev, that was a great signing. Uh, it sucked that he got his wrist, that wrist injury he suffered, but that kid was playing really good hockey for someone that just came over from the KHL with no North America, like North America hockey experience. That's true. Yep. Um, Kasperi Kapanen. Uh, I like, I like him. I think he potentially has more skill than Willie Nylander does. And he makes a almost, he makes three, two. That was, a, I was, I was very happy with that signing when they did it over the summer. Yeah, dude. I'm just, I'm just looking at the breakdown of their roster. Let's focus yeah. on the defenseman real quick. Yeah. Morgan Riley, I think, is that contract's fine. Five million. That guy's a very good offensive defenseman. Um, Brian Berg even said, if say Toronto had that number one overall pick in that draft where they took him at four, they would have took him at one. They liked him better than um, that kid from uh, that Columbus took um, from the um, ever ever yeah Murray from the Silver Tips. Uh, Yeah, he said because Morgan Riley only played like fifteen games his last year junior. He was hurt. So I think Burke even said he cut every shift he watched to him in Moose Jaw. He was like, this kid sees the ice so well. Um, but yeah, he's, I think he's the, he runs that defense. I agree. Um, Cody Cece, yikes. That's he's, a, he's only got one year left, so they're, they're in good yeah, shape for he, that. He ain't coming back. But the thing is, um, man, they flipped him for Zaitsev. And he's, yeah. I mean, Zaitsev had a really good first, that first year. And then they signed him to like a seven year contract. It was crazy. Yeah. That's, I, yeah. I have no idea. And the fact that Ottawa took that contract on. Yeah. I mean, they must, they must have really wanted to get rid of like Cody Cece or something. Cause yeah. That contract Cody was a first round pick and he's from Ottawa too. Yeah. You know who I have my eye on is Rasmus Sandin. 
Yep. He looks really good at the um, at the World Juniors. That Swedish team, dude, that's six first round picks on their D court. That was ridiculous. He's a, he. I think he's going to be a good player. I don't think he should be in the NHL right now. I think he should be ripening in the AHL. Yeah, man. Um, Jake Just, Muzzin. Yeah, Jake, Jake Muzzin, man, good good player. Obviously, he's got a ring. Um, but yeah, his contract kicks to five six next year. Oh yeah, it was. It's uh, back end loaded. Yeah. So unless unless that I, was an extension, I don't I don't remember. Yeah, I I think I can't remember either. I think this is all with I think this is all with the Kings because dude they gave up a ton for him. They gave up a first rounder and some. Um. Yeah, I, I didn't realize Tyson Berry's only making two seven right now. Yeah, that must. Colorado had a good signing. Yeah, I mean, dude, they. Kale McCarr basically replaced him, and then you have that kid Byram coming. I am so freaking mad about that. Oh, Kirby Doc getting taken to the Hawks. When the Chicago Blackhawks selected Kirby Doc, dude, you you saw me. I freaked the freak out, dude. Yeah, because you were all – yeah, I saw the text. I can go back if I need to. I just remember fucking Doc. Are you fucking kidding me? But – Dude, Kirby Docs looked pretty good. If you go right now, he has the most points of that draft, and he has less games played than Hughes. Yeah, he had some. He had some good he's a moves. Big kid. He's still he he's still filling in that frame. I I really don't think you should be worried about him. Um, he, he's kind of got like that Getzloff esque. Yes, like that's how build. that's his comparison. But he's got to get thicker. He's kind of he's got like that like he's too skinny. Yeah, um, but I remember yeah. uh, in uh, the rookie. The rookie summers, uh, he was just he put he put a good move on somebody, and yeah. he like tweeted at me, and I was like, man, I'm not a believer. F yeah. this kid. Uh, one kid I will say that I think we need to keep an eye on is Travis Dermott. Travis Dermott it has potential. It's just it doesn't seem like there isn't like a. I know we they have Jake Muzzin and he's experienced, but Riley like they. They don't know, like, you know what I mean? There's not, like, that – they don't. They need a veteran there to, like, kind of, like, help them ripen. That's yeah. where I liked um, that guy uh, – oh, God. He's older. He was on the lease for a little bit. He's, he's like, almost 40, or, like, he's, like, 38 or 39. I can't think of his name right now. Um, Paul Ranger. He was, on the team, he was on the teams that lost the Bruins, obviously. Paul Ranger? Yeah. No, it wasn't Paul Ranger. Um, Jake Gardner? Uh, nope, not Jake Gardner. Um, I'll think. I'll think of it later. I'll come back to me. But yeah, man. I mean, look back. Martin Marincin. He was an Oiler. I remember him back. He was supposed to have some potential. He really hasn't lived up. So I think we've talked enough about the. Actually, let's talk about the goalies before we end this off. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually happy they got Jack Campbell. That was a good trade. Um, Anderson. I, I I think he's a good goalie for five million. I think he's. I'd say he's top ten goalies in the league. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, he's 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 a really good goalie. He's got good yeah. playoff experience. I don't think yep. it's really I don't know if you can necessarily blame him for like the game seven collapse. Hell, hell no. Nope. I wouldn't. Nope. He's 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 pulled his from his end, he's pulled his own. So I yeah, think he's, he's lived up to it. Yeah, he's been to a, a Western Conference final with the Ducks. Yeah. It's not it's not him. It's it's the team. And I think everyone knows that. So if they were to like extend him for another three seasons, I'd be that's fine to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows where the Leafs are going to be when uh, the end of twenty twenty one? 
Um, and then just looking at the LT, LTIR, like Andreas Janssen, I, he's actually a pretty good player. I just, I just don't think like he's not someone you put in your bottom six. Like, you know, he's a skilled guy. Like those guys don't flourish in those bottom six roles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those bottom six are for like grinders. Yeah. Like, the, yeah, like one, one guy, like, and you know, I've stroked him off a ton back in the days. Frederick Gauthier is a very good bottom six. Yep. I remember yep, watching I like him, him in the world junior days. Yep. The, the, that big line of him and then uh, Nick Ritchie, that line. Yep. And then I forget who else was with him, but they they were like the shutdown line. They were very good. And they were essential for that one can of one night gold medal. We're at the point in the show. Uh, we're going to start doing this thing. We're going to start doing these 60-second challenges. It's a part of the show where uh, every episode, Aaron and I will switch off and uh, – it's pretty much you have 60 seconds to get the question right or list as many uh, players, teams, um, and whatever else that we talk about. So you ready? So you're going this week, and next episode I'll go next week. All right, I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Hold on. Let me just pull up a timer. So we don't fuck this up. All right. 60 second challenge, the first one ever on the 131 podcast. Let's go. Ready? Yep. All right. Name the only US born players to lift the Stanley Cup. Three, All right. two, one, go. Dustin Brown, Patrick Kane. Um, this, there this are is only, a tough one. There are only two of them, and Patrick Kane did not lift the Stanley Cup. I'm talking about the captain. Okay. Dustin Brown. Yep. Uh, Mike, no, Mike Padetta was not the captain of the, that team then. Uh, that's a, oof, that's a good question. Um, give me a second. Wow. This is a good one. 30 seconds left. There are only two U.S. born players. Dustin Brown did it in 2014. He did it in 2012. There is one more player. Um, Ooh. This is really tough. This is a good question. Uh, ten, 10 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. I don't got it. Who is it? All right. Dustin Brown, 2014. Dustin Brown, 2012. 1999 Dallas Stars. Darian Hatcher. Darian Hatcher. I forgot he was captain. I think that, I mean, let's be real here. The most iconic Darian Hatcher thing is when he took out Ronick's fucking teeth. Do you remember that? Yeah. But, yeah, man. That was a good uh, one, man. They stumped you on really, that one. That was a really good one. Um, all right, let's talk about these Panthers. Yeah, man. Uh, dude, I the first thing that just pops into my mind is the, the Bobrovsky contract oh yeah i will say there's there's a silver lining with that that, that that's 100 percent. you we all know what the, what's what's gonna happen with that we what we know the answer it's gonna be a buyout it's gonna be a buyout when spencer knight shows them yeah but just that that is when that contract happened at 31 years old it, it was really tough um and it, it just takes me back like the Philadelphia Flyers had him. They had him. I know. And they were – and, yeah. And then you had Briz. 
<laughs> the world so, is humongous big. Fucking, I wish Chris <laughs> Pronger fucking was playing because he would have killed him. Uh, so most underrated player in my opinion in the NHL is on this team. Yeah, it's Jonathan Huberto. Twenty six years old. Last year he had like ninety something 90, points. He had over ninety points, and he's only making five point nine million dollars. So, like again, think about it. T- state free or tax free. See, the problem with the Panthers is like they're loaded. They're, they're front they're, loaded. Yeah, they're sitting, dude. They're sitting on the cusp of making the playoffs. They just don't have like. Yeah. And it's you thought when Quenville came in, he was going to be the guy to like shepherd them to and guide them to the playoffs. That's like, I was when I saw that he signed, I was like, hell yeah! Like, in my opinion of our generation, he's the best coach. Yeah, I just fuck Babcock. I just feel like this team doesn't really have an identity. If that makes they sense, don't, yeah, they don't have depth. And one thing I I just don't understand. And why did you trade Vincent Trocheck? I don't know. That's it. Yeah. Why? I apparently I've I've done some digging. There was some differences between Trocheck and Quenville, and I think they just and new management. I think they just said fuck it, get him out of here. Um, I will say, Eric Hall came back. Eric Hall is a good player, but he's been plagued by injuries. Yes. Um, but dude, Barkov, whew, that's a stud. Yeah. That's. That's a great player. Did he go uh, number mean, two behind McKinnon? He did. Do you think and that he didn't look? He didn't look good in his first couple of years, and that pick was kind of looking bad. And then he turned it around. All right, Nathan McKinnon now and Barkov now. Can is is Barkov a number one overall? Does he? Would you? Would, if it, it wasn't, if McKinnon wasn't in that draft, yeah, he's a number one overall pick. Okay, what if he's McKinnon not better than Nathan still, McKinnon? You don't Nathan think so? McKinnon, yeah, Nathan McKinnon, in my opinion, is the second best hockey player in the world behind Connor McDavid. Okay, okay. Nathan McKinnon, like he he's talked about it on Chicklets, dude. He he had a lot of. I think it was more mental. He had a great season his rookie year. Then he kind of was like in that like fifty sixty point range where like that's not a number one overall pick. And then he had the big season, and then you saw the skill. He lost like twenty pounds. He was like. He was like at like two fifteen, and now he's down in like the one nineties, and he flies, dude, and he just looks like he's like a a brick shit house. Yeah, dude. So you've actually been to that rink. What's it like down there? Uh, I'll be I'll be honest. I was really fucked up when I was there, but it, it's a it's not a great rink. Um, they I'll never forget, dude. They put fucking like a wood board up for a. a, a plexiglass panel up when they had to replace it it's <laughs> it's not a, it's not that a was so re- long ago when they did that i know but that's <laughs> i remember that. that uh but yeah it was it was a good time um obviously i, I thought aaron ekblad was going to be a stud that has not panned out but the, the facility is not bad um i wouldn't say it's great but i mean i've been spoiled i've been to the td garden i've been to uh, nasa i mean it's better than barclays i'll say that <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think too, man, like, like Ekblad at seven, five. Yikes. How long, how long is the term on that one? Uh, he's going until 2024, 2025. He is only 24. Um, Keith Yandel, uh, best 
uh, defenseman from Massachusetts, hands down. Don't fucking at me. Um, stud, but he's also he's similar to like Tyson Berry. He's a riverboat gambler. Like you know what you're gonna get from him. You're gonna get fifty to sixty points a season, but he's gonna take risks. Um, I like Anton Strawman. Very good, uh, very good player. But I, he's older. Um, he's making five five. I mean, I don't know if he'll outlast his contract. He might get bought out or traded before then. Um, I'm a big Matheson guy, dude. I remember seeing him at Boston College. He can skate very fucking well, and he's getting paid four eight. Not bad, but I think he's he's a stud defenseman that people don't talk no, uh, talk about enough. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned this guy yet. There's this one guy that you always talk about. You haven't talked about it yet. Uh, we're just talking about Evgeny Dodonov. Nope. Henrik Borgstrom. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, I thought he was going to – I mean, he looked really good at Denver. He hasn't – I mean, he even when he's in Springfield, he hasn't looked very good, man. It's just weird. Uh, maybe I still, He's still young. I think he needs to blossom some more. But, yeah, I really thought he was going to come in and, you know, he could have been – I thought he was going to be a top six and right like center right behind Barkov. But it hasn't been that yet. But we'll see. Still early. Yeah, man. I think we've talked enough about the Panthers. Uh, before we go and talk about the Habs, we got to say one thing. That Noah Chari signing has looked really good now. Yep. What, what was um, what was it? He had two hat tricks and – Yeah. Yeah, He you know, he week? lights up around Christmas, as oh, Foley yeah. would say. Yeah, man. All right. We're going to talk about the Montreal Canadiens. Dude, we should get your dad to talk about the Habs. Yeah, if you want to talk about Guy Lafleur. <laughs> yeah, so it's been a very underachieving year for the Habs. Um, I was uh, all right. I'm not gonna lie. I was pretty high on them at the beginning of the year. Yeah, um, they they just got boned by injuries. Yep, and they dude, they gotta get rid of Claude. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a dinosaur in the NHL now. Like that system don't work no more. The game's changed. I like he's 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 a, probably one of the best coaches, like probably top fifteen all time. But he's still a dinosaur. He, I mean, he's not. Yeah. He's what? How he wants his team to play does not live in twenty twenty. Um, but one thing we do need to talk about with them: who won the trade, Nashville or Montreal? I think it was Montreal, man. Now it's Montreal. Back then, yeah. it was Nashville. Yeah, and look who's falling apart in New Jersey. P.K. Subban. Yeah, okay. but Cool thing about the Habs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. They have 14 picks in this year's draft. That's a lot of picks. They have three they can, in the they can, second they can round. Do some- they could definitely do some damage. They have three in the second round, two in the third round, three in the fourth round, two in the fifth round, uh, one in the sixth, and two in the seventh. And then they have their lone uh, round one pick. Dude, I think they're going to move up. Honestly, you could see someone from the roster get traded too. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah. Uh, guys I don't think should be traded on this team um, is Brendan Gallagher. I think he should – I mean, Weber's your captain. I'd keep Brendan Gallagher. He just seems like he's he's so like tenacious. I love his game. I don't think you can trade Max Domi. You cannot trade Philip Deneau. You can't 
trade Tom, um, and you can't trade Jeff Petrie. You're pretty high on uh, Philip Deneau, aren't you? Oh, I am. Did Chicago lost on him, man. He's a very good 200-foot center. Um, can PK match up against your number one and play very solid? Similar to like Bergeron, but obviously a poor man's. But a poor man's Bergeron is still a stud in this league. The one thing I don't like about the Habs yep. was when Brandon Gallagher went down, they yep. signed Ilya Kovalchuk, or they traded for him. Yep. That's like putting a Band-Aid over like a laceration dude like some like that's not yeah but what did they think about the return they got from washington for kovalchuk and the money they spent i don't remember the full trade they got a second round pick for kovalchuk who washington yeah yeah and they paid 700 grand or they didn't even pay the full contract he played half his season in montreal for x amount of time like i said they're trying to put a band-aid yeah. over like yeah and i think too it was just like kind of like just the signing right so you think about it that does give some praise to the city and like the fans but yeah like um bergevin was like fuck it let's do it it's a, it's a low risk situation like a low risk it could pan out and I, he, I mean he played better than the money he was paid no i'm not really concerned about the money it was more yeah. or less what what he came in to do like, yeah, he had that one big, like, overtime yeah. goal. Yeah. But still. Um, the there, future, it, it was just the a weird – The future looks a, a little twi- bright for the Habs. You have that kid, um, uh, Kakanyemi. Oh, I love Kakanyemi. Yeah. I just don't think he was NHL ready, and that's not a shot at him. Um, but, yeah, man, he, he he's definitely got some potential, but it's just that situation wasn't – like with everyone getting hurt, like it, I think it was best they sent him down. I know it probably was upsetting for him, but it's in the long run. I think it'll it'll be a, like a good thing. Yeah, I also really like Ryan Paling. Yep, he had the remember he had the hat trick his first game last year. Yeah, I remember that. Yep, good player. Um, I think he he'll he'll be like essential in the uh, the future. Draft needs they have to take a defenseman. A hundred percent. They need, they don't have like a, do you had it in Sergachev? Yeah. Cause Web, Weber could be, there was reports Weber was going to be done. Remember Nick Prudos even said like, it was like breaking news that they thought his foot injury was like career ending. And next thing you know, he was back in like two weeks. That was, that really like, I remember, I remember seeing that and I was like, Oh my God, like that's so like, that's like a huge shot at them. Like, Oh my God, you lost Weber. You lost your captain. And even like losing Matt, like going back to like the patch ready trade, I can understand that. Like, I just don't think that he, an American captain was like kind of, you know what I mean? It did, it didn't, there yeah. was some, there's some, there's something there. It's, but, it's, it's because it's Montreal, dude. Yeah. It's Montreal. And that's why they always have, and that's why they always have French coaches. Yeah. It's Montreal. How many Stanley cups they have? 24. Too many. Yeah. Like, you have an American uh, be your captain. You have an American be your coach. Like, it doesn't it, – yep. those those fans are too – it's in their blood. Like, you, you're born and you literally yep. have, like, a Habs, like, tattoo on your yep. forehead. Like Another one, a prospect that we have to keep in mind is Nick Suzuki, dude. He's going to be 41, sick. He had 41 points in 71 games this year, and he's 20. He's going to um, be sick, dude. Yeah, I think he's going to be very good. 
His brother is also pretty good. Uh, that he's a Cades pick. I also yeah. really like. Okay, sorry. Their their defense. It, they're old. They yeah. need to draft a defenseman. But one guy I'm high on is Victor Mete. I was about to say Victor Mete. Yep. Yeah, he's um, hurt. I'm not sure what really happened. Yep. They did, I will say, they did a very good job handling uh, and dealing Marco Scandella to the Blues. They got a pretty good return for what they paid. Yeah, man. I think uh, we should move on to the last two uh, teams in the Atlantic Division. Uh, I have one thing to say before we do that. Okay. So would you still say Carey Price is the best goalie in the league right now? Absolutely not. Okay, I agree. I'd still say he's top ten, but he ain't the best anymore. Yeah, like I'm like two thousand like twelve to like two thousand like sixteen, like best goalie. That that, that was godlike Carey Price. Yep. And I'll never forget Pierre McGuire at his draft saying this is not a fit. I think fuck, if, you, Pierre. fuck you, Pierre. <laughs> if Chris Kreider never crashes into Carey Price, Montreal wins a cup. That's a very good point. I didn't even think about that. Remember that? Who, 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 yep. who was their backup that year? That would have been – that's 2000 – that would have been 2015, right? No, 2014. Oh, I just remember the name. Dustin Tokarski. Yep, Tokarski, yep. And Dustin Tokarski is like – remember when Pierre fucking had that? He was like, oh, oh, Tokarski. He made like that glove save <laughs> in the World Juniors. That's like the thing I think about Dustin Tokarski. <laughs> Yeah, dude. If Chris Kreider, uh, I'm wearing his shirt right now. Not a big deal. Uh, never crashes into Carey Price. Habs go on to win that series. Sorry to all the Rangers fans out there. Including I, your lovely I hate girlfriend. the Rangers with a passion. I love Chris Kreider, though. Most offsides yep. man in hockey. Yeah, by nine miles. Yeah. Uh, Chris Kreider never crashes into Carey Price. The Habs go to the Stanley Cup final. Yep. I think they beat out the Kings, just saying. Ooh, hot take. I think the Kings would have beat they the were shit good, out of dude, them. Dude, they... Dude, would you have beaten that Kings team? Would you beat Quick? Would you beat Doughty, Kopitar, Richards, Carter? Just, I'm just trying to... No, just, just think about it. You have the LA Kings... Yep. At the Bell Center. Been... At the Bell Center, man. They still would have beat the absolute shit out of that Habs team. The only team I'm telling you, the only team in that like they're they're like 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 playoffs. The St. Louis Blues are the only team that could handle them because they were just as strong. Who the Kings? Yes, the Blackhawks. The, the Black they the Bla- they went to Game Seven. Oh wait, I'm thinking I'm thinking their first cup. Sorry. Oh, I'm talking about the second cup. My bad. No, my bad. No, that's my bad on that one. Yeah, fair. That's a different story. The 2012 Um, team, no way. They were running through everyone. Yeah, it's the eight seed. That, in my opinion, of the 2000s, that's either the one or two best NHL teams I've ever seen. Still that Ducks team that Brian Burke put together. Woo! That team was a... You fanboy over that team all the time. All right. I think it's time we uh, get away from these French, French fucks. JK, yeah. love you much, girl. Second to last team, the Ottawa Senators. Hoo, hoo, hoo. 
They have the second and third pick in the draft this year. Yep. They also have a conditional first-round pick. From the Carlson trade. Yes. Yep. But let's just just look at their roster right now. So guys that that stick out to you right now, I think there's two guys in the roster that are franchise players. Would you agree? How many did you say? Two? I said two. Yep. Yeah, easy. Shabbat and Brady Kachuk. There you go. Yep. You have you Dude, your- do you remember that kid who freaked out when they selected Brady Kachuk? He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Brady Kachuk. Brady Kachuk is an NHLer, and he was an NHLer when he was a rookie. Dude, I saw that. Uh, it, it was yesterday. I watched that video yesterday. He's like, he's so bad. He's so bad because they passed up on my boy, Philip Zadina. Yeah. Yeah. And now look at that. That, Brady Kachuk is, that, has the second most points in that draft uh, behind Sveshnikov. Yeah, man. Brady Kachuk. Dude, the, the Senators are just... There's, there's like, just like a darkness, like dark gloom that surrounds that franchise now, man. I think they like... They need new ownership. Yep, they do. How do and you go from a Eastern to, Conference final... Yeah, fuck Melnick. You you go to Game Seven in the Eastern Conference Final to the toilet, like. Yeah, exactly. How, but, I mean, it is very dark times to be an Ottawa Senators fan. But there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Am I wrong here? Yeah, I think they're getting a complete steal with Tim Stutzel. Dude, that guy. If it weren't, is it? If it wasn't for Lafreniere, could be a number one overall pick. The only question I have is right. I would take Stutzel at two. Who are you taking at three? Because I don't think it should be Quentin Byfield, man. Quentin Byfield was, like, very hyped up. What did he do in the World Juniors? You never saw him. Yeah, but from what I watched, I never saw him. Tyler Sagan didn't play in the World Juniors, and he got drafted number two in that draft. So Uh, He's having a decent season in Sudbury, but I don't know. Um, Honestly, I could see them, like, imagine them only drafting one player and trying to get like a now player off a roster, which I think would be beneficial if the return is decent. Yeah. Quentin Byfield has 82 points in 45 games with the Sudbury Wolves this year, which is pretty good. Not a big deal. It's almost two points a game. Yeah, but, dude. Um, yeah, hold on, I, hold I expected... We got to talk about the guy that I was talking about the other day. Oh, is it? Uh, oh, well, we take a wild guess at who it is. Yeah, the dude who's a point per game player in the minors right now that kind of was like a fringe player, uh, Drake Batherson. Yes, dude. Yeah, okay, let's talk about him, dude. Fifty four points in forty four games playing in Belleville, Thir- t- uh, ten points in twenty three with Ottawa. Not too bad. He didn't ever really. Well, going back to him, he really didn't have like big points in um in in the queue, which the queue is usually the softest like. That's where you usually get the most points in between the three leagues. I mean, he had uh, it's seventy-seven points in forty-nine games in his last year, junior between Cape Breton and uh, Blainville. Well, I'm going to say Boys Brian. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to pronounce those French those French ass team names, dude. I just think he's going to be one of those sophomores who like yep. he's just going to pick it up, dude. Like anyone, like. It's a team where like anyone can be on the top six. Yeah. Like 
Another the player only, the that he sure looked really good. Top six is Kachuk. Yeah. Um, another player that we need to talk about um, that we haven't talked about yet. He looked really good at the uh, World Juniors. Is Jacob Bernard Docker, defenseman coming up. He could yeah. be a fucking. He could be a, a steal. He got. They got him at pick twenty six. He's at the University of uh, North Dakota. I'm not sure if he's going back or. I mean, I think too with the fucking virus, we still we'll see what's gonna happen. But yeah, man, he had 25 points in 32 games at, uh, at UND this year. Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, if if I'm if I'm uh, the GM here, I really would consider dealing one of those picks. And maybe, like, say you take uh, you take Stutzel at two, right? And someone say, hey, I want to move up to three, but I'll give you, you know, pick twelve, but I'll give you like a a player now for the roster that's decent i'd do it yeah because they need help they, they need do, help they need immediate help now but i mean if they're going into a full rebuild i say keep the pick but if they can get like a 12 and then maybe like a second round yeah uh, I, I would take i would take a player now over a draft pick because they desperately need it i think too it will help with the rebuild just like if we can get a decent veteran i know that veteran like imagine someone like oh I trade to Ottawa. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, like it's dark time in Ottawa. Not yeah. sure you want to really be playing there. Oh, I know from I know from uh, experienced people. Uh, I was an Oilers fan, or am an Oilers fan, and I've gone through a lot of dark times <laughs> here. Fuck off. Yeah, dude. Anything else on the Senators, bud? I think that's about it. Let's go to the Wings. All right. Last but not least, the Detroit Red Wings. Helm at the helm is Stevie Y. Uh-huh, Darren Helm. Huh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, at the helm of that franchise is Stevie Y. Uh, just yep. look at what he did in Tampa. The Red Wings, dude. It was gonna happen eventually. Yeah, I mean, dude, they went to the playoffs twenty straight years. Yeah. They got two cups in the early two thousands. You yeah. got steals in the seventh and eighth rounds with Pavel Datsuk and Henrik Zetterberg. This year, they have the first overall pick in the draft. Shuin, he's been talked about so much. Alexis Lafreniere. Dude, Fred, this is a this is a generational talent. Yep. This he, is this is someone you build your team around. He's that good. He's that good. So they have that that is very high. Um like very, you know. It's a it's a light at the end of the tunnel for them, but let, let's break down this roster, man. You gotta we they gotta give Dylan Larkin the captaincy. He's a Michigan kid. He works his balls off. Good player. Just the, it's dark times there, but I think that's the first thing you gotta do is give Dylan Larkin the C. You gotta give Dylan Larkin the C. You gotta buy out Justin Abdelkader. Hundred um, percent. You gotta Darren get rid of Helm, Trevor. Like. Uh, I will say though that they did they at the start of the season the the Anthony Manta, Tyler Bertuzzi and Dylan Larkin line was looking sick like yep and you, they're all under 25 years old 3 4 years from now with Lafreniere in the mix uh Pavel yep. uh nope sorry not Pavel uh Philip Zadina your boy full time role I'm I'm a fanboy I'm gonna stroke him for a little bit uh give them like three or four years dude and this team is gonna be nasty yeah and then you have that kid cider coming to that german defenseman he looked dude he looked really good him and stutzel looked 
phenomenal. If you ISO them from the World Junior Shifts, they look so good. That's just another example of Steve Eisman just being a fucking stud and just like that IQ. That IQ is different. Yeah, uh-huh. like he takes Cider, who wasn't even projected to be in the first round. Yep. Um, one thing we do need to talk about, and that trade is really good now. Remember when they acquired Robbie Fabry? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They gave nothing. Robbie Fabry was very good in St. Louis, and then he had the two ACLs. And players that even were there were talking about how good he was. And like I, I can only imagine rehabbing and coming back and then getting hurt again, and especially with your knee, because that that's such that's so vital in hockey. But man, he had 31 points in 52 games on that shit team. That's not bad. That's that's pretty positive. Yeah, I think a kidding. big. A big thing that the Red Wings need to do now is they need a new goalie. A hundred percent. Yeah, need, Jimmy Howard ain't your goalie no more. Or Jonathan Bernier. That kid Comrie, you thought was going to be good coming up. I'll never forget him. Oh, I'm, yeah, Eric Comrie. Eric Comrie, um, brother of Mike Comrie. Also, their dad is fucking loaded. Um, owns like a, a some shop in Edmonton. They make so much money. Uh but yeah, dude, Bernier and Howard are awful. Comrie was pegged to be a stud. He seems like he's going to be an AHLer. Um, yeah, I, the thing is, man, there's really no goalies coming up in this draft, though. And I really don't think there's any goalies coming into free agency. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I think they're going to. You're have right. To you're right on that. That's their. That's their weak link. Yeah, like. Dude, this team, I'm telling you, in three to four years, this team's going to be nasty. You're going to have Larkin, Manta, Bertuzzi, Fabry, Lafreniere, Lafreniere, Zadina, and then the prospects, you have Joe Valeno, first-round pick, Michael Rasmussen, you have Evgeny Svechnikov, brother of Andrei Svechnikov, and then the defense, you have Sider, you have Chalowski, you have Joe Hicketts still in the minors. I was about to bring up Joe Hicketts undrafted too. Yeah. Um, so, so oh, there, oh, and there, then there is some have, positivity coming. Yep. And then you have Madison Bowie, and then you have Philip Ronick. Like Madison Bowie was a. I thought he was going to pan out in Washington, but this could be, you know, what I mean, like a second run, he could come in and play. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not bad. He's still young. Yeah, as long as the management is on the same page, like the yeah. coach should not get canned because this team is going to take a while to get to. Yeah. I don't know. Going back to that with Blashell, I don't know if you keep him. And my other thing I was kind of thinking about here, maybe promote the if if things like say there's a uh, like just a huge disconnect, possibly going with the AHL coach to up to uh, the NHL with the Red Wings. Yeah. So Blashell's been there, dude. I think at least five or six years. He's been there for he a was, while. When they when they did like that uh, the outdoor game with Toronto, he was the coach. He was. He was yes. Which one? The one at the stadium series or the one that the, was played at Michigan? House. Oh, okay. The big house, that one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. the The Red Wings. It's just gonna be a while. Like, sorry, Red Wings, you. Had a lot of good years with the Datsuk, Zetterberg, Lindstrom years. Now it's but time I, to wait. I mean, if, if you want someone to revamp your team, it's Steve Eisman. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Red Wings fans, you're in for a freaking treat. It's like going to take some time. Four I'd, say, I'd say five, four years, five years tops to, to get back. Um, one player that, you know, he was really hyped up as someone that was going to be a stud is Danny DeKaiser. He never lived up to that. He that, never lived up. No. Even though he obviously undrafted, but they were saying when they got him, like, oh, my God, like this kid's going to be like he's going to replace Lidstrom. He's going to be the anchor. He ain't the anchor. Yeah. Um, I mean, another player we got to talk about here. Um, I, I think you meant. I don't know if you mentioned him yet. I could be wrong. Is um, I just went right by you. Is Brand? Could Brandon Perlini pan out here? I Depends. Know first, first, first rounder, twenty fourteen. He's twenty four. I mean, he only put up four points in thirty nine games. Yeah, but there, there's some upside there. He had thirty. He had thirty points when he was in Arizona when he was 20. So, I mean, if he's put in a better situation, um, hopefully the Red Wings will be better next year. Uh, I don't think they'll be the worst team in the NHL next year, but who knows? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I think that's enough with the Red Wings. Um, I think the consensus is, yep, you're going through some shit times, but a couple years out, this roster could be very good. And Steve Eisenman will make sure he does a great job restructuring them yeah so let's just recap we're coming to the close of episode one the inaugural episode of the 131 podcast today we talked about the atlantic division ran through all the teams talked about contracts um yeah i I can't wait to see where this podcast goes a lot of good knowledge here if you're if you're a beginner fan or if you're an advanced fan and you just love to watch the game, you love talking statistics, um, that's what we're gonna do here. We're, we're gonna have debates. I can't, I can't fun, wait man. for, yeah, I can't wait for the Pacific Division because I already know you're just gonna go down a friggin' rabbit hole with the Oilers. Yeah. I might have to cut you yeah. off. Yeah, I, I can't talk with the Oilers. Yeah, um, but yeah, man, that brings us to a close of episode one. Any closing thoughts? Um, uh, that was fun. Um, a lot, lot of, lot of agreements here. Um, I can't wait to talk about the, uh, the Metro next. Yeah. All right. So, uh, that's it for us. Uh, see you next time. All right. Bye guys. Take care. Takes it away, Shabbat's got it, Shabbat in, Shabbat!